2021, more than 30,000 people in BC uh, were newly diagnosed with cancer and more than 11,000 died from the disease. It has a tremendous impact on all British Columbians and especially families. Well, today the BC government announced a new 10-year plan to expand cancer care uh, as the province's population continues to grow and age. Now, the province will make an initial $440 million investment that will go towards improving cancer care as well as research. It will also go to improve pay for oncologists and cancer care professionals as well as uh, money will go towards Indigenous support positions uh, as well. Joining me now to discuss today's announcement is Premier David Eby. Premier, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Uh, the announcement today of $440 million, how much of a priority was this for your government uh, in regards to the funding? There has been some criticism in the past about uh, wait times for cancer care. Is that what was driving this decision today? Well, we have a, a serious issue in the province of uh, a number of people during the pandemic put off uh, routine screening and uh, and they're starting to show up in the system in really significant numbers. Our population is growing quickly and the population that we have in the province is aging. So we're seeing more and more cancer diagnosis. So we're really starting to see the system strain under those impacts. And uh, we've had some real warning signs through the summer and the fall of people waiting longer than they should for an appointment with an oncologist or for treatment. And so this uh, 10-year cancer plan is really a response to that. This is the first phase of funding, which includes uh, funding for more oncologists, more doctors that do this kind of work in medical professionals, testing and screening, but also a significant investment, uh, over $100 million into research. Um, it, It has two functions. One is to ensure we stay on the cutting edge here in British Columbia in terms of cancer treatment, but the other is it helps recruit the best oncologists from around the world uh, to come and work in BC when they're also able to do uh, clinical trials and uh, and use new uh, methods of treatment here in BC and do research on that as part of their work. How much of the funding will be made will be made uh, immediately uh, to the cancer agency? Uh, well, there are, there are two uh, pieces um, uh, of this, uh, and uh, part of it is immediate funding for uh, BC Cancer. Uh, to make sure that they're able to hire up the doctors so people get the care they need uh, right away. And uh, the recruitment of new oncologists does take time, but they're ready to go. They've already recruited 70 new doctors with funding that we've provided to them previously, and so those doctors are uh, are at work and providing care right now. But the other part of the funding goes to the BC Cancer Foundation, and, uh, and that research money uh, will be available for researchers to deploy in, uh, in uh, testing new methods of treatment and uh, in clinical trials with cancer patients mm-hmm. right away as well. This is immediate funding. There has been past criticism that um, that goes back all the way to 2001 for many who've worked within uh, the BC Cancer Agency that there's been greater focus on budget management uh, because so much of the responsibility was handed over to health authorities and less emphasis on medicine and science. Um, do you think there is a, uh, a need for a sort of a deeper structural look in regards to the cancer agency and how it can be best used and utilized in regards to the science as well? Well, it, it's really important to me, and I'm sure it's important to British Columbians, uh, that um, British Columbia leads on cancer care. Our outcomes are good. You know, we have the second uh, uh, best outcomes in the country. Um, we'd obviously like that to be number one. We're second to Alberta. Um, but uh, but that's positive news for anyone who's facing a cancer diagnosis in BC. This is a, a good place to get uh, diagnosis and treatment. 
Um, but we do see the strains uh, in the system. We see the strains of BC cancer uh, of a growing population of, uh, of the number of people uh, seeing a diagnosis because they're living longer. And so making sure that they have that cutting-edge care is absolutely vital. The benefit of having an agency like BC Cancer is that they can pair up with the uh, Cancer Foundation and, and deliver that uh, research as well as the care at the same time. And that was something that I heard from some of the oncologists who were there today, how important that is to them uh, in their work and how cancer treatment changes so quickly. Um, you know, in, in uh, my own family, uh, uh, Jazzy lost. One of my cousins to childhood leukemia uh, 26 years ago, and, and if she had faced that cancer today, she'd still be alive because of the advances in, in treatment of childhood leukemia uh, now. And so we, we need to make sure British Columbians benefit from that research and that work. Uh, do you think uh, there is equity in regards to treatment? You, As you know very well, we're, we're a massive province uh, uh, from rural communities to Metro Vancouver here. Do you think the access to treatment is equitable or is there more work need to be done in this province? Yeah, that's, that's a really important issue. So uh, the, the announcement was held today at the, uh, at the BC Cancer Institute in Vancouver on 10th Avenue. Uh, it's, a, it's a world-leading center, um, but for many people, uh, they live a long way away from 10th Avenue in Vancouver uh, in our province. And when they get a cancer diagnosis and when you're sick, the last thing you want to do is uh, extended travel. So part of this uh, 10-year plan and part of the work that's already been underway is establishing regional uh, treatment centers. Uh, so the capital process is, is underway in parallel with this, a second cancer center in Surrey at the new Surrey Hospital, uh, new cancer treatment centers in Nanaimo and Kamloops mm-hmm. uh, so that people can get treatment there. And then uh, further out throughout the province, uh, rural centers where people can get uh, chemotherapy without having to do extended travel. But also part of today's funding is for to support people with travel costs. So when they do have to come to Vancouver for specialized treatment, that, that their family isn't burdened with the travel costs so that they can get to the hospital and get the care they need. Final question to you, and, and I'm going to step away just in regards to today's announcement, but you spent a lot of time in Ottawa uh, talking health care, and uh, I'm just showing my age. I've been through a few pre- uh, premiers in this, in this province, and all of them in some way have had to deal with <laughs> health care and the challenges of health care. Um, and it always comes down to needing more dollars uh, in, in many cases. Do you think there is room for innovation in a public system? We're always worried about private sector being involved in the public system or we, we water down the public system. But I, I say this knowing every time I've heard a premier needing to go to Ottawa, needing to get more money or asking for more money, but is there room for innovation in our system? And do you think the healthcare system uh, is innovative enough, the public system, or do you think more work needs to be done in regards to driving uh, better numbers for us, making it more efficient, ultimately still providing the care, but that deep need for innovation in the system and perhaps some disruption as well. Yeah, that's a great question. And I, I think, you know, that comes to mind for many British Columbians when I think about, you know, uh, uh, how we use our phones, for example, as, uh, as health devices as much as telephones these days or how people want to have more control over their medical records and, and do their own uh, um sort of uh, analysis of what their health needs are based on their own uh, information. Uh, and, uh, and I think there's huge opportunity for innovation in our province. Uh, one of the uh, pieces we're talking about with the federal government is about standardizing uh, uh, health data mm-hmm. uh, so that British Columbians have access to their medical records and their health records and their information so they're able to use it as they would like to use it. 
uh, and also so we can track how we're doing compared with other places and find out where there's innovations that we should be learning from, where they're getting better outcomes, where they're getting through faster. And also, we, uh, we are learning from the private sector uh, in BC. Uh, we do have um, uh, some private clinics, uh, and, and those specialized uh, clinics, uh, many of uh, which we've brought into the public uh, system, especially around imaging, um, by having uh, clinics that are focused on one specific procedure or one specific uh, aspect of care can provide uh, greater efficiency and better outcomes. And so there's no reason why uh, you need a parallel system of health to do that. That can be done in the public system. Uh, but uh, not being afraid to learn from, uh, from wherever the lessons are about how we can deliver good care uh, within our public system is important to me and I know important to the health minister, but most importantly to British Columbians that need that care. Premier, thank you for your time today. Have yourself a good weekend. Yeah, you bet, Jazz. Thanks for having me. 911 on a new night Thursday March 14th on Global stream on Stack TV